I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Wednesday, October 4th. The new Dr. Rick DeCristofaro Early Learning Center in Quincy will be opening soon. At this week's city council meeting, officials learned that the new center is nearing completion and will be ready to begin accepting students early next year. Quincy School Superintendent Kevin Mulvey said the new center will provide a new sense of community for students with autism and learning disabilities. The new center has 30 classrooms on three floors with a bathroom in each classroom. The center also features a full kitchen, cafeteria, and is fully air-conditioned. It will have space for 350 students in grades K through 8. The $30 million project received $15 million in state and federal funding and is expected to save the city $4 million in its first year by keeping special education students in Quincy. The Quincy City Council is considering asking the administration to reinstate the Quarry Hills Advisory Committee to oversee the lease the city has with Quarry Hills Associates to run the Granite Links Golf Course and Function Facility. Councilor-at-Large Ann Mahoney introduced the resolution this week, saying the advisory committee that was established in 2002 has been inactive for several years. Mahoney's resolution comes after Quarry Hills Associates paused a proposed 99-year lease with the city recently, citing concerns about the intersection of Rashuti Drive with Willard Street, as well as the current challenging economic climate. Two Quincy City Councilors say the current zoning ordinance for marijuana establishments in the city is forcing a disproportionate number of those facilities into their sections of Quincy. Ward 2 Councilor Anthony Andronico and Ward 4 Councilor James Devine are asking the city to amend the zoning so that marijuana retailers can be spread more evenly across the city. Andronico says it's a matter of fairness. There is currently a recreational pot shop at the Four River Rotary. Another was just approved for Liberty Street. A third is eyeing Brook Road. And the medical marijuana dispensary on Rashuti Drive has expressed an interest in selling recreational marijuana. Taxpayers are about to get hundreds of millions of dollars in relief. Governor Mara Healy's office announcing the governor will sign into law that wide-ranging tax relief package Massachusetts lawmakers sent her last week, punctuating more than a year and a half of deliberations that began under former Governor Baker and became a centerpiece of Healy's campaign. Healy plans to host a bill-signing event today alongside Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll, Administration and Finance Secretary, Matthew Gorskowitz and top House and Senate Democrats. A spokesperson for the governor said Healy will approve the entire package, which will carry a financial impact of about $561 million this fiscal year and more than a billion annually starting in fiscal 2027. Because the tax relief bill was not an appropriations proposal, Healy could only sign the whole thing send the full package back with amendments, or veto it. Healy has repeatedly said Massachusetts needs to reform its tax code both to make life more affordable for families and to boost the state's economic competitiveness. The bill expands tax credits for parents and caregivers, boosts breaks for renters, seniors, and low-income families 
cuts the short-term capital gains tax rate, raises the threshold at which the estate tax kicks in, simplifies tax calculations for multi-state businesses, and offers more incentives to encourage housing development. It also tweaks a pair of voter-approved tax laws to change how automatic relief would work under the tax cap law known as Chapter 62F, and to prevent high-earning couples from avoiding the new surtax on a million dollars by filing separate tax returns. Expanded MBTA ferry service has proven so positive in recent months, the agency will keep a trio of routes running into the fall. The Lynn Ferry Route connecting the Blossom Street Pier with Boston's Long Wharf North will continue operating on weekdays until October 31st, while a weekday Winthrop Ferry and an all-week East Boston Ferry will remain operational until November 30th. Officials originally planned to close the Lynn Ferry, which just launched this summer with a $7 one-way fare for the season after the upcoming holiday weekend. Policymakers have been pushing the T to expand its ferry options, pitching the water routes as good options to connect residents and coastal communities north and south of Boston with the downtown hub without adding to the region's crushing roadway traffic. The East Boston Ferry runs on weekdays and on weekends between Lewis Mall Wharf in East Boston and the downtown Long Wharf. One-way fares are $2.40. And the Winthrop Ferry only operates on weekdays between Winthrop Landing, Quincy, and Boston's Central Wharf South, with one-way fares available for $6.50. Well, if you hear a screeching alert go off on your cell phone and everyone else's cell phone this afternoon at 2.20 p.m., don't panic. The federal government said it will conduct this afternoon a nationwide test of its emergency alert system and wireless emergency alerts. The EAS portion of the test will send an emergency alert to all radios and televisions while the WEA portion of the test will direct alerts to all consumer cell phones. Beginning at approximately 2.20 p.m. this afternoon, all wireless phones should receive an alert and an accompanying text message that reads, This is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. The free text message will be sent in either English or Spanish, depending on the language settings of your device. The text will be accompanied by a unique tone and vibration that is meant to make the alert accessible to the entire public, including people with disabilities. Tests will be broadcast by cell towers for approximately 30 minutes. During that time, all compatible wireless phones switched on within range of an active cell tower and whose wireless providers participate in WEA tests should receive the text message. Meanwhile, all radios and televisions will also broadcast a test emergency alert at the same time as part of the broader test. That message will run for about one minute. Today's test is set to be the seventh ever nationwide test 
of the emergency alert system, the alerts that are sent through radio and television broadcasters. It is the third nationwide test of the wireless emergency alerts, but only the second to be sent to consumer cellular devices. The most recent test run of both systems took place in 2021. The first ever test of the emergency alert system occurred more than a decade ago in 2011. Now, the richest got richer in Massachusetts, according to a newly released wealth ranking. Forbes magazine says in its roundup of the 400 richest people in America that all seven residents in the state who made the list saw their net worth rise in the past year. Fidelity CEO Abigail Johnson of Milton leads the way for Massachusetts with $25.5 billion, up from $20.5 billion in last year's report. That's good for the 29th richest person in the country. Her siblings, Edward Johnson IV, worth $10.6 billion, and Elizabeth Johnson, at $8.7 billion, were also in the top 100 for all of America. New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft is 62nd on the list, saw his net worth rise from $10.6 billion to $11.1 billion. Forbes says the Patriots franchise, which Kraft bought for $172 million back in 1994, is now worth roughly $6 billion following six Super Bowl championships. Granite Telecommunications of Quincy's founder, Robert Hale Jr., is worth $5.4 billion. New Balance owner, Jim Davis, $5.1 billion. And former cable TV executive, Amos Hostetter, is $3.5 billion, rounding out the list of Massachusetts residents making the top 400. Boston Red Sox owner John Henry, who Forbes says is a Florida resident, is 215th on the list with a net worth of $5.1 billion. Tesla, SpaceX, and X owner Elon Musk topped the ranking with an estimated net worth of $251 billion. Check of business news this morning, and stocks pulled back yesterday. The Dow sank 430 points. The Nasdaq dropped 248. The S&P fell 58. Asian stocks sharply lower after Wall Street's tumble as it focused on the downside of a surprisingly strong job market, the likelihood that interest rates will stay high. The dollar rose. The euro fell. Oil at almost $89 a barrel. The National Weather Service forecast for today, another sunny, warm one with a high of 82 degrees. For tonight, clear, low 58. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness at a high of 78. Maybe a shower Friday at a high 72. Looks like a soggy Saturday with rain and showers. Saturday's highs only in the upper 60s. For the boater today, waves about a foot. A wind out of the north at 5 knots becomes easterly later today in a high tide at 3.47 p.m. Sunrise 6.44, set at 6.20. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Wednesday, October 4th.